Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. I want us to take our Bibles and go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Today we're going to finish um, this series that we've been in. Uh, this is week four on the power of words. Now this by no means will be the last time I teach on this subject, as you understand, and hopefully you've come to understand, especially in this series, just how important it is. How vital it is for us as believers to understand that life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's what Proverbs 18 says, 21. And those who love it will eat its fruit. All right? So what do you love? What do, you, do you love life? Then you're going to bear the fruit of life. You're going to eat the fruit of life. If you love death, you're going to eat the fruit of death. This, that's simple. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's a lot of power. That's, that's a lot of responsibility. And we understand that by walking through several of these verses in Proverbs, that we learn some great truths. One of them is if you guard your tongue or keep your tongue, put a governor on it, then you'll keep your soul from trouble. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, listen, that, that's, that's both good and bad. I say that if you, you guard your tongue and, um, and watch what you say, especially those of you who are married, you have that kind of daily test in that area. And so you want to guard your tongue from lashing out and be quick to listen and slow to speak. But then there's also the other side of it, too, that you have some good things, a good confession of faith. But you want to be careful about just telling everyone your confession of faith, the things that you're believing God for. You know, let's say you're standing for healing. Well, there are some people who don't believe that God heals today. Or they don't believe that you can, you can actually declare that it is always God's will to heal. And, and so that that's just kind of a lottery with God. And so you can't really have that kind of assurance. And so you want to be careful, as Jesus said, to cast, not to cast your pearls before swine. Right? Not everybody's going to agree with what you have to say. And some of them are going to reason things along the way. And only, only try to... Uh, be able to offer what they can reason here and through life experiences. But, you know, I've come to learn that I don't have to learn every lesson just by experience. I can learn by other people's experience. And that's a lot less painful. That's a lot less painful. Because you can can observe and still not be judgmental and just be able to watch what happens, you know. And, And how many of you are second child in the family or even or lower all right maybe the baby of the family see you had the advantage to observe what the older child did or didn't do and then kind of gauge i know heather she watched her uncle her uncle her brother phil who's two or three years old four years older than her three whatever and so she learned she told me i just watched phil and then i did whatever phil uh i did not do whatever phil did so Saved a lot of trouble. I mean, just by observing, you know. And so you can, you can avoid a lot of things just by that. And, I'm, you know, my, my business is people, and so I do a lot of that. I do people watch and observe things and listen. And, uh, and you know, you can, you can be very wise in doing that. So you can avoid a lot of pitfall, pitfalls. That's why your parents, you know, told you, don't do this. Because there's a good chance that they did it and found trouble. But you keep your soul from trouble. Keep your thinking from trouble, your reasoning, your attitude, your imagination, even just that which makes up the essence of your heart, the who you are. And you can keep yourself out of trouble in many ways in guarding your tongue. We also understand that, that uh, when, you, 
guard your tongue, then you guard your life. And, and a, a good life is, is simply made up of a daily determination of watching our speech and saying the right kinds of things. Because you can live an entire life, have a lifetime of good things by declaring those things. It, it really is that simple. Your life is following your tongue. All right, so we learned this truth that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what is it that you love? If you're talking about life, and I'm talking about the, the, the abundance, the, the flow of your life. I'm not talking about every word. I'm, I'm talking about your general language in life. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Or, or out of the surplus of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's the, what's the general flow? What, what are you allowing to come into your life on a continual basis? Because that's what's getting in your heart. And in that, out of that surplus of the heart, then your mouth is going to declare what's there. All right? So then it's important to know, I mean, if, if I put good things into my life, if I continue to put good things in my life, then I can know that that's what's going to come out in the way of words. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is this true? Yeah. All right. So if it comes by hearing and faith is... What your heart, it's your, your heart is your central believing system. Yeah. So you continue to hear things over enough, enough times, then you'll start to believe it. Then you'll start to regurgitate it. You know, you can say uh, Philippians 4.19. What does Philippians 4.19 say, Nathan? And my God, Miss Velma beat you to the punch. Give Miss Velma the gold star today. <laughs> And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And you can say that and not see any results. And then you can say it again and not see anything happening. Then you can say it again and not see anything happen three or four hundred times later. See, the word of God is true despite the circumstantial evidence. And we have to remember that because this world and even even very reasonable people will, will many times, even with good intentions, get our focus off of what we know to be true in the Spirit and in faith to what is reasonable. And see, faith doesn't operate in that realm. That's why it's difficult. That's why it's difficult. We have to, we have to remember to... And, and, but as you do, as you surrender to faith, as you surrender to trusting God, it does get easier. But for, for at times there are these struggles because when everything about reason is telling you this is the way it is, these are the facts of life. You take the bad, take the good, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Not, something like that. Anybody remember that show? Yes. Yeah? Okay. So... <laughs> All, all those things, the facts and, and how things are in, the, in, in, rea what, in what we know in this world as reality. But, but see, faith transcends that. And faith is the reality of the kingdom of God, not the way this world is. So it's not bound to natural law. And it is in that realm. And, and in that realm is limitless supply. In that realm is a is continual possibility. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, potential and possibility. In that realm, anything's possible. So this is what Jesus is inviting us to. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. But we have this world that we're in, and, and, and we, have, we see things as they are in, in this reality. And if we're not careful, 
by not staying aware of what we're really made of and what's really happening in our lives and what kingdom we really belong to and how God is our Father and heaven is our home. And this principle of declaring his word is the way that we get what's in heaven or what's from God into our lives right here. And if we, if we don't think about that, we don't stay aware of it, then it just begins to dim from us and begins to slip out, and then we just kind of get caught up living life like any average person does, just kind of taken as it comes and just walking through the daily grind of life. But my family, I'm here to help you today because I know I've seen, Heather and I both have experienced so much from the Word of God being manifested in our lives and seeing the fruit of it, that that's what we wanted from, once we saw it, once we saw what this looked like, we didn't want anything else. Then that helped us, and I know it, it, it just helped us to not settle for just average, what I would call average, for reality. Amen. And, and like I said, this is, a, this is a, a fight. It's a fight of faith, and if it's a fight of faith, then, it's, then you win. That's why you got to stay in victory. you got to stay in faith so that you can be assured of the victory that you have. So uh, now I want you to turn to Mark chapter 11. But we see this played out before us. We see this, this verse that we just read played out before our eyes. You hear it. You hear what people say. Nothing ever works out for us. If anything goes wrong, it can go wrong, it's going to happen in our family. Hmm? And, 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 and we get surrounded by this, this, this negativity because that's the, just the natural bent of the world and many people that live in this world. And so you hear it in their language and, 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 and just that kind of victim of circumstance kind of mentality and thinking and attitude. I was born on a bad day. Hmm? Nothing's ever going to change. Can't catch a break. Can't ever catch a break. Everything happens for them and nothing happens for me. But we, we hear that. But see, listen, that, that principle, why can't we turn that around for the good? Why can't we turn that around for good? As I talked to you last week about name it and claim it. Right? Everybody names it and claims it. Everybody does. Well, why can't we make this and after, uh, uh, why, why can't we claim life and have life? Claim health and have health. Claim the promises of God and have the promises of God evident in our lives. You can do that. Because this principle works both ways. Life and death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. But uh, Mark chapter 11, Jesus answered and said to them, verse 22, have faith in God. Can we say those four words nice and loud together? Have faith in God. Let's do it again. Have faith in God. All right, turn to somebody and look them in the eyes and tell them, have faith in God. Amen. Have faith in God. Now, why did Jesus say this to them? Why did Jesus say, have faith in God to them? He said this to them because they were amazed at a tree that had withered up. This fig tree had withered up because Jesus told it to wither up. The day before, as they were going into town, Jesus went over to this fig tree to see if there was any fruit on it, and he found that there was no fruit, and he said, may you never bear fruit again, and then walked on into town. And after they did their business in town, they came out the next day, and that fig tree was all withered up, and they said, Jesus, wow, look at that. It is as you said, and Jesus said, have faith in God. Yeah. See, this, 
verses 23 and 24, we're going to look at 23 here in a second, but it's completely predicated upon this truth. Have faith in God. Didn't say have faith in your faith. Have faith in your circumstances. Have faith in what? Have faith in God. And then he says, for whoever says. All right, you catch that. This is what's going to affect for what you say. Have faith in God and then say. Did you hear that? Have faith in God and then say. Your faith is in God, but then here's the thing. Now you can command the circumstance. And this is the circumstance that Jesus invites us all to look at, right? And it, when, he, when he takes us here, you just think, really? That just doesn't really seem really relevant to where I'm living. He says this, verse 23, whoever says, are there any whoever's here? Okay. So who's this talking to then? All right. Why am I telling you that? Because sometimes we kind of get in this habit of reading the Bible like it's a script for somebody else's life. Well, my wife sure needs to hear this. Well, this would be good if that boneheaded, knuckleheaded boss of mine would, would see this. I wish he'd read this verse. No, this is to you. You're a whoever. This is you. All right? So when you see that it's you, then the weight of responsibility of it comes on you, right? Surely I say, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Wow, Jesus. It felt like you kind of ran off and left us here with that statement. You said, have faith in God. Okay, I get it. Now whoever says to this mountain, be removed. He's speaking to a literal, talking about a literal mountain here, thinking, wow. So what, Jesus is showing us what? Possibility. He's showing us what can be. What is possible in faith in God? That's right. You can say this mountain be removed, mm-hmm. and it'll all obey you. Yeah. You'll have what you say. Yeah. Amen. This is Jesus. Does he tell the truth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But do we believe it? That's the key. It's not, it's not a matter of whether he can or will or it is possible. It's a matter of will you believe, because you're not going to know that possibility until you believe See, you understand that, that that's, it's in that moment, that's where we kind of have to abandon all reason yeah. <laughs> and just believe his word. And when we believe his word, then his word becomes reasonable. Yeah. Oh, I love this. See, that kind of thing, God's knowledge and God's wisdom, it follows faith. We get wisdom. We get understanding after we believe. Oh, well, now it makes sense. But before that, oh, man, it's nuts. The natural mind does not comprehend the things of the Spirit, and the Spirit is against that. And so they're, they're contrary, continuing. Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. There's the key. The word doubt here literally means to withdraw, to withdraw his heart. You're going to speak to that mountain. That mountain can be anything that's standing between you and the promise of God being evident in your life. All right? Keeping you from having what God wants you to have. When you speak to that mountain, you're going to have the temptation. The temptation is going to come to withdraw from it. And he says, don't let your heart withdraw from this. Stay speaking to the mountain. Keep talking to it. Well, pastor, I've been doing that for a week. Good. One week down. Who, who cares how many weeks it takes? Listen, I've seen, in, I've, I've seen instantaneous change, and I've seen weeks go by before I saw the change. I'm still today believing God for things I've been believing for since I was a kid. But continue to speak to it. Continue to declare his word. 
Because I do know this, God is faithful. God is not a liar. He's faithful. And whatever he promises, he will make sure he fulfills that promise. He watches over his word to perform. He don't watch over my word. He's not watching over my opinion. He's watching over his word to perform it. Amen. So he doesn't really care what I think about it. He doesn't care what I have to say about it. He doesn't care what I feel about it. He doesn't. Because he, he watches over his word. And he says, you can have this. And if you'll believe it, I'll make sure that I perform that. I'll make sure that that word gets accomplished in your life. Amen. He's faithful. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. But listen, you're going to be tempted, though. You're going to be tempted uh, along the way by natural means. And I'm telling you, people can make so much sense in this realm of reality as we know it here. Sensible people, and, and like I said, out of good intention, can reason us right out of faith. And make a lot. Yesterday, I was going to go to David and Virginie. I didn't know that the Lord was preparing me for a sermon illustration. I should have known. They're building a house. Well, they're, they're uh, remodeling a house. And I'm, this isn't just some kind of take the wallpaper down and put up some new wallpaper. But no, I'm telling you, they've stripped this thing down to the bare bones and are giving it a whole new thing. Beautiful home. Just the work that they've done at this point is extraordinary. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to go see what I can do to help them. A couple of hours uh, that I could give yesterday. It's about a 15-minute drive from here. And um, so I had Virginie text me the address. So she texted me the address to it. And so I hit it, and up comes the navigation, right? So I put it in my, in my car, and then I just kind of go mindless. You know what I'm talking about. Like, you're just following instructions at this point. Yeah. So I'm driving along, and, I'm, and she's telling me, Siri, it's taking, turn right here and go three miles this way. And I'm, go, and I'm going towards Salina, though, and that's not even close to the direction where I'm supposed to be going. And so... I, I'm supposed to go down this particular road, but all, it's all cut off by this construction, and so there's this detour sign, which only takes me 10 miles around, right? So now I'm, I'm trying to follow instructions as best I can, and then I'm even having to ignore some of the things she's saying to kind of reroute, because I'm looking at this map because she keeps trying to take me back over there to that, because she doesn't know there's construction. She doesn't know the road's closed. So I'm trying to help her, and we're working around. She finally, she reroutes it for me, and then I'm, I'm on my way. But here's the thing. I get several miles into this thing, and all my instinct is telling me, hey, dummy, this is not the right direction. This isn't, the, we're not going to the right place. But at this point, I'm kind of already committed to this. So finally I got all the way around. I'm, I'm on the back side of this road that it tells me the address is on. And then all of a sudden I come up on this mud hole of a road. And there's water and mud everywhere. And I'm sorry, but I had to just throw that Jeep in four-wheel drive and enjoy this next moment. As I dived off into that stuff, and I'm just, mud's going all over the car, and I'm, I'm looking for mud holes at this point. I'm getting lost in this moment, right? And then I see that I'm like 
half a mile from where I'm supposed to be. She says, in half a mile, your destination will be on the left. So I come up out of that and drenched in mud. And she says, arrived at your destination. And I am in the middle of nowhere on a road covered in mud. And I can see construction off here on the left. And I can see uh, um, the moon on this side. And I'm not there. I'm 23 miles at this point from where I actually need to be. <laughs> so I called Virginie, and I said, can you send me a pin? Drop me a pin where you are, because I think that'll take me exactly where I need to go. There's something wrong. This tells me I'm at your house, but I'm not. So she sent it to me, and then I got on my way there. So what should have taken 15 minutes or so to get there took an hour and 15 minutes. And I was such a help for David because I helped him uh, when I got there, pick up the tools and put them in the truck because work was over. <laughs> so um, you're welcome. I'm here for you, bud. I felt so useless. And I was angry at myself that I kept listening to this voice tell me to go where I knew that's not where I'm supposed to go. They're going to tell you where to go, and it's not where you're supposed to go. They're going to tell you how it is when you know that's not how it is, when you have another reality that God is on your side, and it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And he says, you can speak to this mountain and be removed. I don't care what they say. Let the naysayers say on. Let them, let, them, let, them, let them talk, but you don't listen. I don't care how much sense it makes. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Because he's taking you somewhere that you really want to be. He's taking you to the right place. He's taking you to the dream, the desire of your heart. Have faith in God. Turn to somebody and tell them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Because faith only considers what God has said. Do not doubt in your heart. Don't pull away from that. Keep the pressure on it. Don't withdraw. Do not grow weary in doing good because in due season you're going to reap if you don't lose heart. Amen. Amen. Praise God. As that great theologian Bono from U2 said, don't let the bastards grind you down. Amen. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Let me tell you who the bastards are. Let me tell you who the bastards are. I'm giving you scripture here. Let me, let me tell you who they are. The bastards, the bastards are sons who live like slaves. The bastards are sons who have sold out to a set of rules instead of living by faith in God. The bastards are those who beg God and ask permission all the time, but sons are those who stand up and declare what God has said and said that everything that he has is mine and I have a right to it because Jesus Christ made sure that I had a right to it. And he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And the bastards are going to talk. They're going to tell you why you can't, what you've got to do, what makes sense here. But you say, no, 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 bastard. I'm living like a son. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to live like a legitimate son in the kingdom of God. I'm going to take what's rightfully mine. You might want to live as a slave, but I'm not a slave. I'm a son. I'm not an employee. I'm not performing for God. I am an heir of God with Christ Jesus. That means what he has is mine. Don't. Let the bastards grind you down.
Amen. Let me take you to one scripture. So that, so that you don't accuse me that I'm not preaching Bible. Okay, I'm not up here just saying that word to say it. I, we need to hear this. You need to hear the truth. Okay? Amen. Okay, this is, that is in Hebrews. Um, oh, come on, Eric. Don't fail me now. Okay. Somebody praying in tongues. Because I'm sure my dad's going to hear this. I'm going to have some explaining to do. Okay. Amen. It's in, it's in, go, start heading to Hebrews. I do know that. Go to here. <laughs> my Lord. Okay. Hebrews 12.8. Okay, let's go to Hebrews 12.8. Forgive me, I didn't have this in my notes. So, we're out here together. I said we're out here together. Okay, good, I'm not, don't leave me alone. Hebrews 12.8, what does it say? Oh, there it is. I don't know why I read King James. That is King James. Come here, Faith. Read that from the, from the King James Version. This is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8. Can we get our, uh, this microphone on right quick? Her handheld. Thank you, sir. Hello. There okay. we go. <laughs> but if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers... Then are ye bastards and not sons. There it is. So there it is. It's the Greek word nothos. Nothos, okay? Thank you, Faith. It's the Greek word nothos, which means illegitimate or bastard. Okay? That is, now listen to me. This is important. This is one that is born not in lawful wedlock, a, a son of a bondwoman. All right? And we'll talk about this some other time, but in, in Galatians 4, Paul makes us understand that you got the same dad, yeah, but you don't have the same mama. Some are sons of Hagar, or sons of the law, and some are sons of Sarah, the free woman. And Paul says, we are all sons of the free woman, but there are some sons who are living like they're sons of the bondwoman. Illegitimate. All right? So don't let them talk you out of this. And don't be tempted to go in that way, because God has called you out of that into freedom. And Galatians says, stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ Jesus has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Live free. Live like sons. Declare what God has said because he did it for you. All those promises of God are in Christ Jesus. Yes and amen. Amen. The price was paid. It's done. Now go get it and stay after it until you see it with your own eyes. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand together. Father, thank you for this time together with my lovely family. Thank you for those that are here with us, those that are listening by live stream and by podcast. Father, I pray that great grace and peace will be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we know that in this world there is trouble, but you said be of good cheer. 
I have overcome the world. In this world, we find trials. In this world, we find tribulation. But in you, we have peace. In you, we have every good thing. Our Heavenly Father continues to send down those things to us. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down to us from the Father of lights, who never changes. You are good and you do good. And Father, help us to be strong in faith. Help us, Lord, not to withdraw. Help us, Lord, not be those who, who, who grow weary and, and give up. But, Father, that we are prisoners of hope. And we are staying in this thing until we see the manifestation of your word in our lives. Because, Lord, we know that no matter what time may go by, no matter what trouble we may face, no matter what mountains we stand before, we can, who have faith in God, we who have faith in God can speak to that mountain that seems in the natural as immovable, but in faith, it has to move. Thank you, Father God, that you've given us this power in our tongues, Lord, to speak life and to enjoy life, to eat the fruit of it, God. Thank you, Father, right now. And Lord, maybe there are some who are here today, God, and they found themselves kind of like I was in yesterday, way away from what I know to be. But Father, I thank you that you say, hey, the plan's still intact. I, the destination is still there. Just begin to steer your life that way. Grab a hold of my word. Speak my word. Speak my word. Declare it. Believe it. And you will see it. Thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance that we have that if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are gone and new things have come. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't just redeem us from our sins, but you brought us into your family to live like free sons, never to be bound by the weights of sin and rules and regulations, but into a glorious relationship with our Heavenly Father. Bless your people now. Thank you for bodies today being healed, minds being renewed and restored. Thank you, Father God, for turning things around for those that are in trouble here today, God. Thank you for financial turnaround. Thank you, Lord, for a turnaround in their marriage, God. Thank you for peace and love in their marriage, Lord. Turn around for their children, God. Thank you, Father God, that you're so well-vested, God, and so interested into the very details of our lives. Bless your people. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.